real story here. It's called sounding. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, okay. Just, just making wanna, sure everyone knows. No, I don't want to say that because the one that says it's the one that does it, and I just don't want to be on that train. <laughs> you're the one. You're the. You're doing the ex. You're doing the. You do your ex hamster searches. I'll do my ex hamster searches. Okay. <laughs> all right. I like that. That's all on recording now. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that's how this episode's coming in. I bet. But... Isolating clips. Yeah. <laughs> so. And the yeah. fire. We'll just go with it here since we're in the banter. But wait, there's more. There's more. Yeah. Welcome to this bonus episode segment, following our listener recommended episode of the Big Lebowski. We are joined by that listener that recommended it. It's Matt. Hi. Hello, Matt. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Hi. I, I was trying to get all excited like Aaron was bringing us in. Uh, I, I love The Big Lebowski. It is my favorite movie of all time. That is why I suggested it. And we knew that ahead of time. Yeah. So I have uh, a dude rug in my living room. Oh, that is actually pretty amazing. I love that. Did you have that at your old place? Nope. Brand oh, new house, oh. brand new rug. You know, I bet it really ties the room together, doesn't it? It does. It ties the room together. <laughs> and this guy peed on so, it. <laughs> so what is so great about this movie that uh, we had to review it? Well, it's, it's weird. Okay. Well, because it's, uh, it's, it's a movie that, to me, gets better the more you watch it. I think, uh, from my personal experience, this movie came out in 1998. So I was 18. I'm an old man. I was 18 almost as old as Gavin, but I, I'm an old man. So I didn't really like it when it came out. I didn't get it. I just got, you know, there were some funny parts, definitely, you know, a couple little gags, but I didn't really get it. And I never went back to it. So maybe, I don't know, six, seven, eight years later, when the wonderful uh, world of cannabis was introduced into my life <laughs> on, a, on a more regular basis, um, and it's, it changed my perspective on that movie. And I, I've thought, I kind of just kept watching it and I found it funnier every time, even to this day. Like I can quote nearly everything, if not every single line in the movie for any given scenario. It's one of those movies, you know? I don't know. I, so, I mean, I, I, I love this movie too. I watched it shortly after it came out, you know, and I enjoyed it, you know, it was one of those things. What, after watching it this most recent time, the f- one big thing I came up with is where's the story going? That Go that was ahead. my whole thing with it too. I, it's kind of a point though, right? I I to bounce off your of point, point, Matt. I saw this I think for the first time when I was like seventeen and I don't remember liking it that much. I yeah, I'd had those funny moments, you know, you chuckled, but I don't remember caring for it too much. And then uh, this upon this is probably my second or third viewing. I liked it a little more, but as Gavin said, there's no point. It's just stuff happening, and that kind of brings it down uh, quite a bit for me. How many Coen Brothers movies have you seen? Not many, because I don't care for their movies. See it, and I do, right? No country for old men ends with Tommy Lee Jones sitting at a table, Mm -hmm. talking, and then... Okay. (laughs) Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. I own it, but I haven't watched it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Tommy Lee Jones lives. Oh, that I I love I love No Country for Old Men, and I probably solely because of Javier Bardem. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, but the writing style, 
they're dialogue driven movies, right? Well, a lot mm -hmm. of theirs are all right. Even even the Lady Killers and some of those are they, all the Coen Brothers movies. For as much action and stuff, they're mostly mostly comedies and they're mostly dialogue driven. And if you look at the Big Lebowski, and I'm also a giant Kevin Smith fan, right? It's all dialogue. And for some reason, yeah. the the timing and the Coen Brothers I know are so like precise about how they direct. Like there's no deviation. The script is what the script is. You there is no improv. If there's a a hum, a yeah, or a cough in there, you better say the a hum, yeah, and cat and cough in there. So it's their writing style, I think, that I grow and appreciate more, which made me just love this movie even more because it goes they never nothing happens. I mean, a lot happens, oh, yeah. but nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, a lot, but nothing. <laughs> I agree with that one hundred percent. I mean, but I love it's... it. I love it. Your mind can go wherever it wants. Yeah, I mean, the cinematography is great on it. That's one thing I definitely loved about. It. And the soundtrack was fucking phenomenal. Soundtrack, I... dude, fucking spot on. Yeah, I can't say that enough. But the only thing that uh, hit me this time watching it, and maybe it's just this time watching it. Maybe I mean, in the past, I know I've loved this movie and. You know, not to the extent of which you do, obviously, but <laughs> it was one that uh, I always enjoyed. And watching it this time, it was just like I felt almost a little uh, lost at the end. But I, I, maybe that's the meaning that it's going for, right? Or yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the yeah, that's kind of the story that they they you're just capturing a snapshot of these dudes that had a re really weird couple of days that's out of their norm. And then they just go back to norm, but without Donnie. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it, it's. They, Walter's going to go work at subject securities. Dude's going to collect the unemployment, write checks for 89 cents, and not making sure that aggression will not stand. That's yeah. just that he's going to be. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yep. That, nah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I like Which... to think of myself as a fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling kind of guy. I think I would say we're close friends with both of you. Do I really get that stressed out about shit? You know, no. Which is no. one of the the funny trivia things I I realized or pointed out. For all the bowling they do, you never see the dude. Dude bowl. never bowls. Never once. <laughs> yep. Minus, he almost does. He almost. And and there's the the uh, fantasy sequence where he kind of is, but you never see him bowl. No. Even when he's stretching, when they're talking, he's putting his hair in the pin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a fantastic scene by the way um <laughs> he never bowls he gets stopped jesus comes in and and that's the scene like you know what i mean it's just oh so good the jesus come on man he says he has two <laughs> scenes exactly but you don't forget him do you no he's a he's yeah a he is a, a fucking linchpin in that movie i mean when you think about the movie he's one of the main characters essentially and he's barely fucking there and he it's beautiful in a way i guess and he got a spinoff <laughs> and it's horrible it's i bought it what i haven't that? watched it oh, it's called it's the good. jesus rolls it came out really it's bad it's yeah. unwatchable save yourself return the movie it's not a sequel he's the same character it has it is bad he is it coen brothers he sucked you in nope nothing to do with oh, okay. it okay nope Okay. Huh. He's he's hit, uh, hit Quintana. His name is the same, and he's got the shit. But uh, I mean, well, uh, is great. He's tries really hard, but overall, this movie for me is like a three out of ten. So, Ooh, okay. Damn, it's pretty unwatchable. Pretty un, pretty unwatchable. Pretty unwatchable. But anyway, you know, uh, Gavin, but, him, but him in this movie, man, he's a pedo ass. You know, Gavin like loves the soundtrack. I did too, but. 
I I love the overall like visual feel of this movie too. The whole bowling alley aesthetic, that whole late nineties, you know, not underground, but like lower. Where you can still smoke in a bowling alley. Yeah, that like lower <laughs> you know? middle class, you know, L.A. lifestyle. I love that. That feels it. It when you watch this movie, you're just gonna be put in a calm state. I think even Walter's getting screwed up and telling that kid that what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass or if you're watching it on the find a stranger in the alps it's yeah unless you're watching the tv version then it's this is what happens when you find a stranger in the alps yep (laughs) that's what i was getting to um i had to show that whole scene where he's like is this your homework larry is this your homework and the kids it's just it's just john goodman man brilliant wow i love that man matt i had to show gavin during the episode so i'll show you now my dad is walter solchek not on a <laughs> as a person no but looks just like him let me find a picture well, of him here's a problem because i heard that your father uh walter Sobchak brandished a firearm during league play and uh <laughs> funny thing my dad used to be a really good bowler <laughs> this is what happens when i talk about watch or think of the big lebowski uh i have a friend named caleb he loves this movie as much as i do and our text exchange will be nothing but quotes from this movie Wow, so check security coming at you. <laughs> That's my dad. <laughs> Man. How is he at writing eulogies? Um, he actually wrote my grandfather's. Did so, he yeah. do anything That's... with the wind? No. Okay, just make Honestly, sure. it's gotta be one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he's doing the eulogy. It's just fucking <laughs> ridiculous. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. How oh, it's but then they hug, you know, after the stupid speech in the Vietnam and the whole thing. And they and the hug in the face. <laughs> and he's trying to help him get it off because he feels bad. It's like the only time that he feels bad the whole fucking movie. Yeah. It's right there. Even when he's fucking dropping dude with the, uh, the, the big Lebowski on the ground, he, he doesn't give a shit. That's the only time he feels bad because he's only got two friends in the world and now one of them's gone. And when they hug and they fuck it, dude, let's go bowling. I'm tearing up right now. I'm telling you, it's a brilliant piece of cinema. I love I, that movie. I had a, a fun observation during the episode about Walter, and I'll see if you have the same feeling. Um, do you think Walter would have been at the January 6th insurrection? 100%. 100%. Yeah. That dude, that but he's a... very anti-government at the same time. I mean, I, I, if you, you ask me, I don't... Trump supporters? <laughs> I don't I don't see him being there just because of how right wing and how conservative it is. What got me with him though was the diner scene with the, the firearm and about the does anybody not believe in the goddamn rules anymore? Like that to me says like he withholds the constitution like as the iron will. The government know? has shown prior restraint. He says it. <laughs> he's and he's gonna stay and finish his coffee. <laughs> yep. Um join us up. If if you had to pick like what what's like your one of your favorite scenes or favorite <laughs> favorite lines. I um, I know it's hard, but dude, uh everything I've said so far. I mean, I had a t-shirt that said <laughs> market zero and it had a silhouette of Walter pointing a gun at uh Smokey. <laughs> Who's who he's he's very passive, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like not beyond pacifism? I did not know <laughs> that. Um the whole fight with the I fuck you thing and he calls him an anti-Semite and bites his ear off, I think is pretty great. 
But just anything doing with Uli Kunkin kills me because, like, when he comes, oh my God, when he says he, that's Uli, he, he, he won't care. He's a nihilist and he says it must be exhausting. That is such a great line, man. <laughs> and what do, you, what do you think happens from here? He fixes the cable. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And then he calls out later, like, when he's talking to Jackie Trehor and saying, you know, which one's log jamming? I don't know, man. It's just and even when he's all screwed up, he wakes up singing the song from Branded because they had talked about Branded before because the Walter Digby Sellers. So there's a little Easter egg for you. You know, Walter Digby Sellers, bulk of the series, wrote, you know, Branded. So when he wakes up from that stupor after the, you know, the sheriff of Malibu, real fascist, by the way, throws the uh, mug at his face. He yeah, just knocked them quotes out like a mother, man. I've fucking seen this movie so many times. Anyway, uh, he's, he's singing the theme song from Branded. From branded when he gets picked up by the cops. Sorry, so yeah, I messed that up a little bit after Jackie Treehorn. Sorry, I'm rambling here. I just get excited. Yeah. It's <laughs> Gavin, did you have a favorite line or favorite scene? I we probably discussed in the episode, but why not bring it up? Yeah, um, I mean, I like I said, I liked it all. It was it was good, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I could pick a favorite line out of it. Yeah, that's just me. There's so many to choose from. That's the thing. When, it's when like... he's reading the ransom note and he's and he's like grown men also cry and dudes like doesn't he just and he asks mind if I roll a J and then all he says is bummer man that's that's a bummer man come on that's ugh. fuck it dude let's go bowling. So there's two lines that stick out to me that will make me laugh and for some reason lines that stick with me are the ones that I don't think we're like people remember too much but they're funny and they hit you like a deadpan and the first one is you want a toe i can get you a toe <laughs> i can have you a toe by like 4 30 with nail polish yeah but my favorite one is it's in the that opening scene is when it's the the dude opens up the bowling bag pulls out the bowling ball what the fuck is this well clearly you're not a golfer <laughs> okay. i loved that and then as far as scene goes when he comes home and forgets that he nailed that block of wood and you as a viewer forget it too as he spends so much time on it yeah you can tell he's been there on the floor forever doing it yeah Ugh. especially since that door opens the opposite way it's beautiful yeah absolutely beautiful yeah i think my my uh you know I've shown this movie to a lot of people too that ha hadn't seen it before, and then they always get a real mediocre reaction at first. Like almost to a T, I think I haven't known anybody that really loves it right away. Maybe I, I'm sure they exist. But... Does anybody hate it mm -hmm. that you've shown it to? Does anybody no? Well, like even it? well, even Miranda's mom had watched it once. So my wife's name is Miranda, but also my mother-in-law watched it with us once, and she didn't like it. Well, her boyfriend hasn't hadn't seen it, so we watched it again, and she watched it, and she hated it less than the first time. <laughs> that's a start, right? Because that's and the, but that's how it that's how it starts. Because you start all the shit that's early in the movie, you know what's coming. So, like, you remember your the scenes that you thought were funny. I don't know. I just feel like you're so caught up the first time, being oh, what the fuck is this movie? What is going on? That you don't even really pay attention half the times. Then when you realize, oh, nothing happened. All right. <laughs> No, I know nothing's going to happen. Let's go on a ride and be dumb. I don't know. That's how I feel. Does your wife like it? Yes. Yeah. Now. 
Took a no. while. Took a few watches. <laughs> you know, you just gotta keep forcing her to watch it. Eventually, but, you she's know, gonna... I, you know, I Stockholm to... syndrome, Matt. That's Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> no, but no, now to the point where if like uh, if there is a point that will suggest a movie, she'll suggest it too, just as much as anything I would suggest that she loves too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if I, she doesn't dispute to me putting the movie on, you know what I'm saying? And where if I put like Ghostbusters on again, she'd be like, "What the fuck?" Something like that, you know? I don't know. It's it's a good movie that if you just want to have a nice, calm, chill night, not have to, you know, focus your brain in on something for two hours, you can just sit back, relax, have some laughs, because like we said, nothing really happens in this movie. Nothing happens. Yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, it, it, that dude's had great characters, won Oscars for mm-hmm. great characters, been a oh, yeah. masterful villain in movies. This is my favorite character he's ever played. Just a little thing really. like <laughs> he never went to college. <laughs> little shit like that. <laughs> my my favorite Philip Seymour role. You want to try and guess? Mission Impossible. No, it is it is very. I don't. I don't want to say it's obscure, but it's kind of the obscure. Poet? No, he won an Oscar for that. That's not obscure. He did. <laughs> I don't know what you've seen and what you haven't fucking seen, man. It's uh, a good son. I'll tell you. There's a ferret in this movie. Meet the Fockers. No. Meet the, is there a ferret in that movie? Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie? No. Oh, is it the guy that has the irritable bowel syndrome? And along came Polly. Yes. So along came Polly. He is fucking scene stealing hilarious in that movie. He is good there, yeah. Him and Hank Azaria steal Hank scenes Azaria. in that movie. The, you're, when you're introduced to him in that opening scene and it's at his wedding and he comes in the door and he's like, Ruben! And te- steps right on the dance floor and Pratt falls like a fucking pro. Slams. Oh my god. Gut-busting laughing. If you've never seen him in Along Came Polly, watch it just for him. Outside him, it's okay. Yeah, I gotta deal with Ben Stiller, which kind of sucks, but you know what I mean? You'll get through it. Yeah. Jen Aniston's cute in it. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've it's, never seen yeah it. it's Jen Aniston heyday. And there's a yeah. ferret in there, and he yep. has a shit. He has a, a, bl- shit. a blind ferret. <laughs> it's here. What the fucking fuck? Uh, there's a ferret in the Big Lebowski. Fucking segue, no. man. Oh, it's, so a, it's, a, it's a marmot. It's a, it's a nice <laughs> marmot or mink. I thought it was a he mink. Call, he calls it a marmot. Nice marmot, <laughs> but it's a but it's a ferret. Yeah, it's definitely a ferret. Like, <laughs> and and by the way, having a domestic, you know, uh, animal, you know, within the city. <laughs> That ain't, that, that ain't legal either. That scene like encompasses the dude's fucking attitude so good because he's in the bath, looks out the door, sees people he doesn't know, and he's like, "Come on, it's man. a residence. Come on. It's a <laughs> residence, man." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, the fact that he writes a check for any, any sense the first time you meet him and he <laughs> opens the half and half and sniffs it and he's wearing a bathrobe and jellies in the grocery store tells you everything you need to know about the next hour and a half about this with this movie. That it's was one be... of our fun facts. His those were his jellies. Those they're his. Were, yep, he his, still his, has them to this day. There, it's yeah. his. It was his wardrobe, <laughs> which is awesome. So, yeah. I'm sure Matt could talk about this for several more days. But just watch the movie. Yeah, just, just put it go in right watch now. it. You know, it was fun to uh, watch and look over. And thanks, Matt, for recommending it us to it. Yeah, words. Thanks for recommending it. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have no idea how many Big Lebowski quotes I just threw in that fucking. The whole oh, thing I'm sure just, he did. Oh, there's so many. It's amazing. <laughs> That's Make a, a contest for the fans. See if they can count them all out. Yeah. What do they win? 
What do they win, Gavin? Tell them. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> you win. Absolutely nothing. Everybody's favorite prize, bragging rights. <laughs> you get glow sticks. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, thanks for joining us on this. You're thanks welcome. for the recommendation. Go check out Matt's show, Random Mania, on iHeart Music, iHeart Radio, and Apple Podcasts. And go visit us on Instagram and Facebook, like we always say, MFAB Podcast. Search for us. Yeah. We're out there. Uh, Gavin, you got anything else you want to add? No, I got nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun. Uh, listeners, this is what you get. If you recommend us a movie, we will invite you on to talk. We've had one of our other guests actually join us for a review in the past. This is what happens. Shoot us a movie. We'll bring you on to talk about it if you'd like. Yeah. Interact with us. We love it. This is fun. So. I just have one question before we're done. Sure. You have to, you got to curse so much. Me? Why you got to curse so much? Oh, <laughs> that's another story, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, I think we should end this by saying, fuck it. Let's go bowling. I'm Aaron. Fuck it, <laughs> fuck it dude. Let's go bowling. This is Matt. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> guys. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next time. Peace. Bye. Say it. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> Beat my lemon. Sorry. Why the Oh, you're not. I have the walrus. All right, I gotta stop. I'll keep. I'll do the whole fucking movie. Yeah.